22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. We're a few steps behind. There are a couple of shows and a couple of movies we have not reviewed yet. Please be patient. Give us a chance. And with a combination of our boyish charm, our sense of humor, and our well-endowedness, we'll win you over. Welcome to another edition of, meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 119. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who was quoted as saying, the Bible? Over-fucking-rated. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Good news, everyone. I've taught the toaster to feel love. <laughs> oh, God. Professor Fonsworth. Well, feel the burn. <laughs> and with him is is the man who was quoted as saying, stupid geek movie with no plot? I'm in. RT Square off the tech. So here's a scary thought. A lot of people are happy about self-driving cars, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's the future. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that in the future, those self-driving cars, if you don't make their payments, they drive themselves back to the dealership. Ooh, <laughs> ah, you just think about idea. shit too hard, bro. So that's, that's a good idea, actually. That's an interesting thought. Oh, and that's people, not me. <laughs> so repo guy's gonna be pissed, but hey, the dealership gonna be happy. Oh man. Well, I'll say this: that voice you heard is definitely not me. That's our guest in the guest chair. And if you don't know who that is already, or if you're brand new to the podcast, he is the reigning, defending, most frequent guest on Meanwhile 22. Or to keep with the motif, he was a man to be quoted as saying, "Jen, can I go out? Big Kev." <laughs> yeah I get my permission to sign do you Kat? <laughs> hey I, I get to do my podcast in my house once in a while fuck that yeah that's that's called adult supervision <laughs> hey do you see G here do you see G G, G a, is everywhere G, yeah but G's nothing to listen to the podcast so I can say whatever I want <laughs> listen I see the hidden cameras here here and here do you <laughs> no 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 I'm too short uh, <laughs> alright so you um, gotta look up everyone shut up alright so what what we're gonna do today um, is we're gonna talk about the latest Netflix miniseries Marvel miniseries known as The Punisher I know people are like but isn't Big Kev only into Batman no Big Kev's into a lot of other things he's into a lot of other kind of men I was trying not to say that, but kind of saying that. He's into Superman, Batman. Uh, Hey, it's a two-way street. They're into me, too. (laughs) Pitching and catching. (laughs) I never thought I'd get a pitching and catching reference from Kev. What the hell was that? Ralph's still figuring out the buttons. All right. So before we get into that. 119 episodes later. And still. (laughs) These buttons are confusing, man. Meanwhile, 119 episodes later. (laughs) The learning curve, it's a real challenge. Pitching and catching really threw you off. (laughs) I got excited. Just a bit. (laughs) So, but first, before we get into Punisher, I have nothing slick to say. So Mike's probably got a bunch of news. We probably don't know about it. And if we do know about it, he's going to make us talk about it anyway. So let's talk about the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Death. Oh, God. I thought we avoided this. We have for the last couple of podcasts. Oh, I thought like the quick news was dead. I'm like, oh, shit, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's shelf is dead for now. That's dead. <laughs> shit. Dude, that's really dead. Um, Dolores O'Riordan, lead singer of the Cranberries, died on January 15th. That's right. Her body was found in Hilton Hotel at London's Park Lane at 9 a.m., where coroners said she died unexpectedly, but her death was not being treated as suspicious. So far, no cause of death has been released. O'Riordan was 46. I just that blew my mind. How is this geek related? I was actually gonna just throw that out there. Of like it was just, may I? Yeah. 
Um, I think, especially with geek culture, there's a lot of things that tie into it, and especially like um, the different kind of music um, that's kind of generated within the past 20 years kind of tie into geek culture as well. I mean, I, I'm a big, you know, I, I, I truly believe in music tying in with some of the books we've read, and Cranberries was, was something of the 90s. Yeah, they were part of it. They were definitely a big part of it. I mean, like, what, Smashing Pumpkins, and I mean, I can name a couple of them, but Mike is a little bit more... I was going to say emo. He was a little more alternative than I was. Yep. I, I was still wearing baggy pants and Tim's in the summer. Yeah. Who were the cranberries? Yeah. Before your time, bro. Yeah, a lot of things are before my uh, time. Yeah, but, but you know, this, this it, it, if you're not into the music, you might not know them. Yeah. Okay. You probably heard it before. Mike, Mike um, what is a well-known song from the, the cranberries? Zombie. Oh, shit. That's right. Zombie. Hey, hey. You know a song. He doesn't know LL Cool J freaking around the way, girl. Do you think Sounds he knows about like that? Wait, what? Have you not listened to the episodes recently? <laughs> Back to the quick news. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Go no, ahead, no, no, Mike. No, no, no. Somebody's got to get like suspend the tech from like a podcast or two. <laughs> no, it, what? It, it's tech and Mike. Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. Because every time we try to penalize him, you get the boot. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> go, go ahead, Mike, because this could be an hour-long right. discussion uh, here. Here's a death that uh, every geek knows because they've probably been sitting on this stuff. Ingvar Kamprad passed away on January 27th. Was that English? Yeah. Uh, no, Swedish. Okay. Most people will not recognize his name, but the company he founded is known worldwide, IKEA. Oh, yeah. And for the wide-awake hoes at home that notice that the I and K of his initials are the same letters that start the company's name, you've earned your detective uh, badge. Ingvar Kamprad grew up on the farm... Elm Tarid, near the small village of Ungunarid, I-K-E-A, Ikea. Kamprad died in his wow. sleep of natural causes. He was 91. 91, wow, God bless him. Yeah. And I wonder if, if the whole cheap um, compressed wood design was him or did he just throw his name out of anything? I, I don't know about that, but I do wonder if his coffin's from Ikea. <laughs> funny you what, say, too soon? <laughs> it's funny you say that there's an artist on Instagram who's famous for um, taking people's pictures and then drawing little characters inside of them. Mm-hmm. And he did a post about the the guy, the creator right. of IKEA, and it's essentially a manual on how to put together a coffin. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> it, was, it was very, it was done nice. It was very timely. Yeah, yeah. How do you do a coffin nice? Like that's just oxymoronic. <laughs> there's a way. There's a way. What are such things as beautiful death, jumble shrimp? It's a bunch of oxymoronic things going on in the world. Well, pretty, pretty ugly. R.I.P. to the man who gave us poor people a different avenue in furniture culture. <laughs> hey, he, he's the reason why I, I actually had furniture when I first moved out of my parents' house. So. Reason why mostly everybody under the age of twenty-five has furniture. Basically, <laughs> and. He's, he's the reason why a lot of people in this world are scratching their head asking what the hell does this extra piece go to what <laughs> <Yeah>. word <laughs> one thing I'll say before Mike keeps on Johannes if Mike mispronounced any of that stuff please leave us a link I, I just gotta say that cause you know yeah yeah you know better yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see Johannes drop, drop some knowledge please Mike go ahead <laughs> alright well according to recent reports Tom Holland's Spider-Man will appear in this fall's Venom movie from Sony. Yay, I heard about that. Now, how much Spider-Man will be seen or integral to the Venom spinoff has not been indicated. But in Collider Movie Talk, resident panelist John Shep, uh, Schnepp said, quote, Spider-Man is going to be in Venom. For the last couple of months, we've been hearing how Sony is keeping it all separated and Spider-Man is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but every other character that's in the Spider-Man universe is separate. All I'm saying is that Spider-Man, and I'm talking about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, is going to be in Venom, end quote. Now, no official word from Sony on this matter. Venom will be in theaters on October 5th. Thank God. So yeah. then, will Venom be part of the Marvelverse? Or are they just saying, 
uh, Spider Man's still ours, so we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. Well, it is theirs. I mean, yeah. and so is all the characters. I mean, they it's their choice to put them into the Marvel universe, but I doubt Venom would be. I, I just can't imagine because I, I don't think Sony wants to give up that much of their creativity. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing an agent, uh, agent Venom. Oh, not agent Venom. <laughs> agent Venom. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Flash Thompson becomes. Um, he has his legs amputated. And I heard about. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about it? And he be, he takes over the symbiote, and he actually like works with the symbiote, where the symbiote it doesn't overcome him. Could we have it without the paralysis? Well, he's not paralyzed. He just doesn't have legs. Oh, okay, without the amputation. <laughs> I, mean, well, I know that's the takes other away part from of the story. story. Yeah, the because reason, the only reason he walks is because the symbiote makes the rest of the legs. For him. It creates his legs for him. Yeah, but I feel like in <laughs> I feel like in 2018's age of sensitivity, that's offensive to paraplegic. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Now think about this: you're going to make a comic book that has a guy that's no legs and is disabled. He's on steroids. He's disabled, <laughs> and in a movie, you decide, oh, let's use a guy that walks just fine. Where do you think that's going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll be protested. Nowhere fast. <laughs> You'll be protested in a heartbeat. So, what if they use a guy who does, who's a double uh, amputee, and uses um, uh, prosthetics to walk? No, I'm not talking about the, whether the actor can walk. I'm saying you're taking a character oh. that can't walk, oh, okay. really and you're now this? making a walking character. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank all you right. for taking the paraplegic Olympic joke seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> Um, so and shout out to them as well. Shout, shout, shout. Yeah, in my head, I'm like. But so far, we've taken the quick out of the quick news. Oh please, like, 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 like you. Since like, when didn't has it that. been quick? Big Kev does nothing. <laughs> Once again, Mike figuring it out. 119 episodes later. Go ahead. All right, you start Valentine's Day with expectations of happiness and hope for the future. Ha! But for one member of the Meanwhile 22 crew, this year's Valentine's Day will be a source of heartache. You. That's right, Cap. No, what the hell? <laughs> Ooh. Invincible number 144 will be the series finale. I know. It has been revealed that a variant cover for the final issue will be drawn by Invincible co-creator Corey Walker, which features Mark Grayson's, a.k.a. Invincible, daughter wearing, um, Tara, excuse me, wearing a variation of her father's superhero suit and poised to fight an imposing shadowy adversary. The Invincible series finale is due in stores on February 14th. I can't speak so any highly, any more highly of the Invincible series. If you like Walking Dead, and I know Ralph doesn't, Invincible is has the same kind of thing with Walking Dead where you don't know who's going to die and when they die for the most part they're dead but it's really gruesome it's 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 a really good book I really enjoy the book and I just can't believe it's come to an end I was introduced to Invincible via a motion comic that I saw on Hulu Oh really? Yeah. And I thought that was incredibly done and I started reading the comics after that. I was like, oh. "Nice." MFG hooked me up one year where he said um I I don't know if it was Christmas or my birthday he was like Oh, um, do you have Invincible? He got me like the first, maybe the first 50 issues in those. Oh, no, it's not there. It's a, no. Yeah, it's, it's a way until I get my bookcase set up. Yeah. But yeah, so I've got that. I fucking book love case it. Bookcase or book room? Uh, I'm going to need that too. <laughs> I guess I guess, I guess Riley's sleeping with us, but she does anyway, so. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so I mean, if you ever get, anybody get a chance, please check out Invincible. I can't recommend it enough. It's such a great book. You know what would be great? What? An Invincible series. Yeah, well, series. well, Mike said that they're already working on that. Yeah. Are they? I, I Wait, which network? Were. I'm not sure. They, uh, I don't think they picked it up, but they're working on it. Listen, as long as it's not free form, I think we'll be okay. Well, probably so. You'd still fucking watch it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure. I'm going to watch Clark and Dagger on free form whenever it gets out. Oh, but that's your, bo- those are your, those yeah, your boys. I like that. All right, dust off the toupee. Iconic Starfleet Captain James T. Kirk, a.k.a. William Shatner, would not turn down an offer to be in Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. But while you're searching for an age-appropriate hairpiece, pull out the clippers and head wax as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, a.k.a. Patrick Stewart, has also expressed desire to return to the Enterprise. 
Tarantino's Star Trek is still in early stages, so no release date has been given, but the film is almost guaranteed to have an R rating, a first for the franchise. Wow. (laughs) Quick question. Go for it. Has anybody seen Star Trek Discovery? No. It is really good. You're another person who said that. A couple of people think it's really good. It is really good. Everyone who's seen it that I know tells me the same thing. I got to be careful with Troy. Shout out to Troy. Uh, He's like, I like it, but I'm like, Troy, I don't know. Because when Troy really likes something and then something new comes out, he embraces it a lot, which is good for for the franchise. But sometimes, and and I'm going to say this and I know he's going to hear me saying it, sometimes we embrace something we like so much that even when it's bad, we, we look for the good in it. It's like what DC people do. Right. So I am not a Trekkie. But I quite enjoyed this. But I'm you right. like everything. That's your that's the caveat for you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm I want Mike to tell me he likes it because if Mike likes it, there's rarely anything wrong. Listen, I enjoy life. All right. <laughs> what? I enjoy life. You enjoy life. I enjoy life. You enjoy it a little bit too, like you know, liberally. Eh. Are, are you? Is, is that you, your reaction? Like if somebody was giving you a hand job, you turn around, and you feel like somebody you you no, want no, to attract no, no, to. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You're <laughs> overcomplicating this. <laughs> I am. His reaction tells you everything that you just confirmed. What you mean? Eh. Oh yeah, that's okay. easy going. <laughs> like he'd get a hand job. Eh. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, it's whatever. Stubs his toe in the morning, getting up for bed. Eh. You know, it's a little pain. Just reminds you that you're alive. Eh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> sort of bad movies, Mike. <laughs> All right. Everyone that has seen the movie The Shining, raise your hand. And I'm talking about the original one, the good one by Stanley Kubrick oh, from 1980. Man. Good. Now I'll put your hand down. This is the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I can't see you raising your hand. Plus, everyone around you is wondering what you're doing. By the way, he got us all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, if you put your thought, hand down, Joe. <laughs> if you thought the story ended with little Danny escaping and Jack freezing to death at the Overlook Hotel, you are wrong. In, sept- in September 2013, the author of The Shining, Stephen King, published a sequel, Doctor Sleep. And now Warner Brothers has found a director to the uh, to put into the big screen. Yeah, I can't talk. The big, big screen. screen. Yes, uh, Mike Flanagan, director of 2013's Oculus, has been brought in to helm a script by Akiva Goldsman. The sequel revolves around 40-year-old Danny, who has become an angry alcoholic like his father, but helps hospice patients with his unique gifts. He meets a young girl with the same shining abilities, who is being hunted by a tribe of psychic vampires under the rule of a mysterious figure known only as Rose the Hat. No release date has been set for this film. Did you just say vampires? Psychic. Psychic vampires. That's what I said. Okay, how do you guys feel about that? Because just hearing that, I'm like, what fucking world are we in now? Well, that's it's, actually... It's, it's grown a lot from the, uh, the original story. Uh, 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 a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, psychic vampires are more common than you think. In uh, a book series that I read called The Dresden Files. Oh, yeah, you talk about them a lot. They have um, white vampires, which are essentially psychic vampires that feed off of the emotions. Why you gotta be white, though? Oh, because you have the white, then you have the red, and then you have the black. Blacks are better, I presume. The blacks are monstrous creatures. That just, oh, like monstrous. monstrous. Oh, they just see, want, see. They we just want to kill, there? take the blood. Yeah, and see, that's all we Kev, are. Kept huh? speaking like this just gives me comedy gold for four more weeks of podcast. <laughs> swear to God. Yeah. The Why gift, you talk about them like that, though? Gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but psych, but that's a little bit too far off the ranch. Is this like, is Sorry. King doing like our boy, um, um, Frank, oh, shoot. Frank, Mike, or, Mike or, Hold on. Uh, Give me a second. Boom. Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Okay. Is, just, is, he a, is he doing a Frank Miller? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the book came out a while ago. I mean, people seem to like it. It's just, it is very different, obviously, of a story, introducing things that were never, ever brought up in the original Shining, you know, like mm-hmm. the concepts of, like, Rose the Hat that looks for children with the Shining ability. 
Meanwhile, she never looked for Danny in the book. You know, yeah. so, I mean, so, I mean, it's just introducing new things. So take well, it as you will. Well, let's see. Because the only psychic vampires I know is my ex because she would fucking Whoa. psychically drain the life out of me. So I, <laughs> I know they exist now. My apologies for sounding so crazy. Mike, go ahead. All right. It's touching and sweet when a grown man gets to marry his 13 and a half year old love interest. Okay, wow. In X-Men Gold, number 30, Aww. Peter Rasputin and Catherine Pride, a.k.a. X-Men Colossus and Shadowcat, will tie the knot. In the recent X-Men Gold number 20, Kitty proposed to Colossus. The two have been smitten with each other since Kitty joined the team in Uncanny X-Men number 139 under the code name Sprite when she was 13 and a half and Peter was, well, let's just say he was legal to go to the bars. <laughs> but, to cal- but to calm fears and clear the air, Colossus did not admit his feelings for the youngest X-Men until she was seriously injured during a battle in the Mutant Massacre crossover event of 1986 which began Uncanny X-Men number 210. Now, that's 71 issues after her debut, but what does that translate into in comic book aging? I'll leave that to whatever makes you sleep easy at night. Uh, (laughs) Colossus and Kitty's wedding date is set for June 2018. So this all happened in New York, right? Uh, Yes. All right, so um, she's 17 in my mind. Uh, oh, you mean God. now? Jeez, Louise. no, she's in her twenties. No, no, he, he's he's saying when when when, when um, Colossus when, liked her. Sure, she was within that that, that gray area in New York sure. City, which that, is that just makes it feel only slightly less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't even think about all that until Mike brought it up in the comic book shop. I'm like, God damn, Mike, you fucking ruined everything, man. But he's right because I'm like, whoa, yeah, he he was kind of because I was like, no, Colossus was young and. Mike was like, no, but he was he was going to the bar. Your imagination be damned. Mike must be right no matter what. I he will trample it. your dreams, <laughs> your childhood memories, and any and everything in between. Trample right? your dreams is definitely right. I don't need to, you know, to be right, but I mean, it's just in the book. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, you can tell everything by reaction. I don't mean to be right, but... but yeah. <laughs> I, I <laughs> if you were a supervillain, I think that'd be like the way you try to trump superheroes. Well, you know I'm right. <laughs> Why did you commit this crime? Well, you know I'm right. Why? <laughs> Pull the trigger. <laughs> Batman, why are you just beating up on people with, with a lot of psychological problems? <laughs> why don't you just get them help instead? You know I'm right. <laughs> All right, last but not least, it's right. reboot time. Oh, boy. And believe it or not, she's walking on air. I heard about this. That's right. The 1981 ABC superhero comedy drama is returning. Uh, but this time, he is a she named Mira. So uh, the Grace American Hero, according to synopsis for the plot, Mira quote, loves tequila and karaoke and has spent her life searching and failing to find meeting, much to the chagrin of her traditional Indian-American family, end quote. Mm -hmm. The original show's premise is still the same, with uh, Mirror entrusted with a super suit to protect the planet. The half-hour sitcom does not have a premiere date. I'm interested in seeing this, just to see what they do, because this is something that they have never even touched on ever. I don't think, Mike, right? Not not in a comic book, not nothing. I don't think we've seen anything. Talk about the greatest American hero. Not in ages. You know, I mean, he'd pop up every now and then on shows, but, you know, just as the actor. The only reason I know of the greatest American hero is because of you two old guys. <laughs> wow. That, that I is... thought we were talking about, like, the long-lost American gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, greatest American you hero. You know, it is on the internet. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this thing known as the internet? Uh, it's just got a lot. It's just it's, it's a just, place where you pirate. It's a it's a place. It's a place full of porn and sports stats. <laughs> oh, okay. not in that order. Don't you knock my porn and sports stats. The fun zone. All right. That should be some. That should be a website. Porn and sports stats. <laughs> You'd fucking make a killing. Oh my god. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Especially no. if you have naked women giving you sports. I was about to say. Oh actually, no, you no, have that already. No, what I'm moving into is yeah, not the naked news. Nope, not even that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just 
going to have porn where they shout out sports stats. <laughs> you know, like, you know. While 31 and 11. Oh, oh. Tom Brady, six rings. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much it. Shit. We didn't even need episode 69 for that. <laughs> episode 69. You know all that's missing now, right? What's that? The gong. No, no, no. We always got uh, no, 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 no. Don't do I don't think that was over the top. Yeah, it's not over the top, but we've got time for that. <laughs> we We're still got plenty of time for that. We're just getting started. Mike, that's all the quick news? Yep. Episode Ralph. 119. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work the same way. Oh. <laughs> um, Ralph, any quick news? No, I just want to say when he said reboot, I was thinking of the animated that reboot fucking horrible cartoon? From the... Take your words back. How shit, dare you? That shit was horrible, bro. How? Once again, like, is, there a cartoon, fucking... is there a cartoon called Reboot? Yeah. There was, yeah. No, On ABC. Nope. Yeah. It yeah. was awesome. We talked about it. It was fucking yeah. horrible. How dare Mike, you. Mike, on your spare time, watch three seconds of it. Call Ralph three o'clock in the morning. And and it's a cartoon. It. It's yeah. like a, it's, it was it's a computer generated computer cartoon. Gen- it was one of the like. It was before its time, and it was visibly before its time. Oh wow! <laughs> Very much though. Real quick, yo. Haters, gonna uh, hate. Just did a quick Google search of the Great American Hero. Picture of Jack Bauer came up. <laughs> Just saying, I, I, forgot, I forgot about Kim's other love, Batman and Jack Bauer, all day, all day. And then people say my invitation is so fucking far off, but whatever. It is. What all would, right. What would you do if someone created a comic in which Jack Bauer takes over as Batman? Uh, it's called Flashpoint. <laughs> and it's, it's called internet porn. <laughs> I would say. Wait, wait. Let's not get reaction. away from the stats now. Let's not get away from the stats. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but just think about it, you know. Yeah, Chloe. Jack Bauer. You just... saved the world seven times. <laughs> yeah, Chloe. God damn it, where's the trigger? <laughs> you hit the trigger. <laughs> Daddy's <laughs> home. Okay, that's a cock right there. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the end of our show uh, so far. <laughs> with Jack Bauer, would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that information out of you. Oh, yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to. Damn it, Chloe, stop <laughs> me. Oh, man. All right, all right. That's Kev's quick news. All right. So let's get into it. I mean, we're, we're laughing now, but we're going to talk about a Marvel miniseries or a, Mar- a Marvel series that is not a laughing matter, and that is The Punisher, probably one of the more bloodier, more dark-toned uh, Marvel series out of all of them. And with the synopsis, is the guy who, no, he didn't cause the gong, but he almost did. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All right. Marvel's The Punisher is the latest Netflix Marvel mixed baby set in the MCU TV division, but sharing continuity with films and the other TV series from like Netflix and ABC. The Punisher is a spinoff from Marvel's Daredevil Season 2. The series is based off of the Marvel Comics character of the same name who was created by Jerry Conway, John Romita Sr., and Ross Andrew. And who first appeared in anybody? Anybody? Uh, comic book number something issue. The Amazing Spider-Man of that thing. Punisher number one. The Amazing Spider-Man number which? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Two, which one? Two sixty-five. Oh no, that I don't. Three eighty-nine. The Amazing Spider-Man number one twenty-nine from February of seventy-four. Ooh, I was close. I said nine. I wasn't even born. <laughs> now wait a minute. Is that like? Uh, statistic we can add to our porn and, stat- and stats thing? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a separate channel. Uh, okay. The Netflix series was created by Steve Lightfoot. 
Marvel's The Punisher has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 62%. What? Audience rating of 93. Okay. And a Metacritic score of 55 out of 100. Fuck the critics. An audience of 84 out of 100. Well, they're not that far off. Those critics Um, are very picky. Yeah. Thank God. Coming from you. (laughs) Go ahead. Thank God. All right. Synopsis. Frank Castle has moved on from punishing criminals to punishing walls at construction sites. Believed dead by the authorities and general public, but lying low nearby and... NYC, Castle is keeping his homicidal urges in check while holding on to wet dreams of his dead wife. But when an overly talkative Latino is about to be brutally murdered, Castle can't help but to punish the wicked. Punisher is back on everyone's radar after he is discovered to be alive from a smart but paranoid electronics wizard using the latest I can identify you by the way you walk technology. What follows is a jigsaw, you see what I did there, puzzle Mm. of characters, plots, and bloodshed until the final scene. War is hell, but so is a script that takes nearly 9 out of 13 episodes to focus on a pseudo-revenge plotline. Alright, starring John Bernthal as Frank Castle the Punisher. Shane! Eben Moss Backrock as David Lieberman Micro. Ben Barnes as Billy Russo. Amber Rose Riva, or Reva, excuse me. Um, sorry, Amber Rose Riva as Dinah Madini. Hot. Madani. Madani. Madani, thank you. Daniel Weber as Lewis Wilson. Paul Scholes as William Rollins. Jason R. Moore as Curtis Hoyle. Michael Nathanson as Sam Stein, Jamie Ray Newman as Sarah Lieberman, and Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page. Ah, Mike's favorite person. Jessica. <laughs> so wait a minute. This uh, speed-talking Latino, did that happen to be the cap? No, that would be the stuttering Latino. <laughs> and, and going and, and go, moving from that to the actual um, to, to the actual review, before we get into that, let's press that button we paid so much money for and still haven't got any returns. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Thank you, wanker. <laughs> that was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Stush. Ew, that's Stush Productions, is it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Stush. One day he's going to sue us, I swear to God. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, we're giving him free publicity here. I don't know if he would consider that for this show. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he would call it. But okay, okay. We, we, we can call him one day. We're going to call him straight up after you guys do that and get his genuine reaction. So wait a minute. Is he not under the Kardashian philosophy that old news is good news? Steve is a very fickle fellow. <laughs> to say the least. Emphasis on fickle. Fickle, yes. But I won't do it in his accent because he'll find me. He'll, he'll kill me somewhere. You wild. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Punisher, the um, Punisher, the series. Um, obviously, from the um, from the synopsis, you can tell how Mike feels about it. But we'll get into that in a second. Fucker. Um, how, how did you guys feel about about Punisher the series? Because it sounds like when Mike said what he said about the Metacritic rating and the Rotten Tomato rating, Kev found a lot of issue with that and sound like Ralph did as well. Like a rabid pit bull. How so? What, gunned down in the street by the cops? <laughs> by Frank. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I, I feel about the series that we often pray for adaptation to be taken direct from the content and applied as accurately as possible. So when we have a series like this where you can see they've manipulated certain things, but I think it's to further enhance the authenticity of how a person would be in these situations, meaning how you mm-hmm. always like to think of the realism of things. Right. And you could see how a person losing their family, a highly skilled, trained former Marine, hell-bent on discovering the conspiracy of how this tragedy became upon his life, could lead down a road. 
it paints him in a sympathetic light. Right. So to sum it up, the reason why I love the series and I I, I take issue with those who kind of have... You can nitpick, of course. There's always going to be holes in things. But I think that overall, the series went above and beyond my expectations because of how they were able to remain authentic to the true adaptation of The Punisher. All right. And Ralph, you sound like you, you were a little bit surprised by that as well. Yes. I mean, it does have... I will say this. It's longer than it needs to be, right? Kind of like that. Okay. So like the... That's what she said. <laughs> Not to me ever. <laughs> Are you holding back? Is there more? What's going on? It's about Are you waiting width. for a delivery? It's about width. Ballpark. Are you going to do this with somebody? <laughs> <laughs> See that one? That one? Yes, that one. There we go. All right. Go ahead, Ralph. That was oh. good. <laughs> so yeah, like, but overall, I quite enjoyed it. It, it, it's an emotional journey that you go through with him to see his struggle to because in in daredevil you know that his family was killed if you if you just know a little bit about the punisher you know that his family was killed and he's hell-bent on revenge right and i'm glad that they didn't go through the whole story all over again with him getting his revenge for his family's mm-hmm. death and they've moved on past that um but even in this struggle we see his, his struggle to try to get back to some sort of normal you know and I, I felt for the character, you know, it was it was touching. And then at times it was kind of funny with like, even in this darkness, he finds funny moments in his life, you know. Right. And I, I, I quite enjoyed watching it, okay. you know, and, and to hear those uh, critic scores, they just overly critical. Fuckers. Speaking of overly critical, Mike. <laughs> Mike but Mike, but Mike's found... Like, because with the way Mike read the synopsis, kind of felt like you were in agreement with what, what a lot of these critics are saying. I mean, to a point. I mean, I, I the critics, I what I would gather from, they're not just saying like, oh, we just don't like the Punisher. Oh, we, it's, it's, it's kind of what Ralph has pointed out. It's longer than it should be. Yes, that's the problem. It's the script is, it's good when it's good. It's long and over and just winded when it's not good. Like that's the thing. Like it just felt like this series. Which we know with a lot of Netflix is usually like two episodes. You could first, oh, just you just feel like you could have dropped two episodes, you would have been fine. This one feels like they could have dropped like four episodes easy and been fine. Like it was very much filler, and that's what I was saying in my synopsis that it was like a jigsaw of things. It just it was just like okay, you've put a lot into this. In fact, it feels like you put information from like another story into this one story, but you didn't need to. I hear you, you know. The story with the kid that blew himself. Yeah, up that was. But that, that was. But that was like the really first necessary. what six seven or almost eight episodes before yeah. his demise. And it's like, I mean, I understand that, I, I gather what they were trying to do is also just show another person is suffering from a PS, uh, PTSD. PTSD type of a thing. Where I'm not saying that Frank is suffering from that per se, but comparable. He is. But comparable, if you, just, if, you, if you want to look at it that way. And I guess, you know, we're trying to see the difference between the two. Da, da, da. Maybe that's what they were going for. They could have done that literally in one episode, though. I mean, they didn't have to drag it. And that's the kind of thing I meant. It's just, it was a lot of filler in there. And therefore, like, for me, it just made it hard for me to finally realize where the plot was because they didn't ever establish where the plot was. But now, did I enjoy a lot of the ride getting there? Yes. I enjoyed the series on a whole. I particularly loved, I loved in the beginning, and I loved the last two episodes were just really good, you know. Now, let me ask you this real quick, because I do agree with you that um, the, the series did take kind of like a... A left turn when they introduced uh, I forget the character's name. Um, 
Oh, uh, Lewis Wilson. Lewis Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, it did take a turn into kind of like a, something of unnecessary. Uh, but I think it started in the right direction with him yeah. and Micro. Well, that's why. So I said before, is it the, the detour I, that you don't appreciate? Yeah, well, it's the detour and also the lack of where we were even going, like because they were it. It was very unclear. I mean, you knew that, like for instance, you knew that William Rawlins, the guy with the bad eye, you knew he was a bad guy and he's up to something. Um, you kind of start to realize that if, if you didn't know who Billy Russo was from the comics, that's fine. Um, but you just kind of realize even after a few episodes, okay, he's probably not that much on the Punisher side as we want to believe he is, but but we don't know. And and because of the fact that like, okay, so we don't have any, but at the same time, think about it, you didn't have for a long time, you didn't realize for a long time that Russo um, wasn't on Frank's side. Like, you, you didn't know exactly where he was. It was still great. Right, right. But, I mean, it was great for a long portion of the series. Like, it wasn't until, I think, episode eight that you finally, he's finally revealed to be like, okay, you're not on the Punisher's side. So that you're like, okay, well, that's eight episodes of not much on the way of where is Frank's anger exactly supposed to be. We, we just know there's something going on, but we don't know what's going on. And that was my problem with it. I hear you. I, 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 I guess my thing about it was I like the fact that it delved so deep into this topic of PTSD and war and all this other stuff. It gave you so much content. I agree with Mike. It might have been a little bit long, but I felt like I felt for a lot of the characters more so that, you know, there was a lot more investment because, you know, we spent time with Mac, uh, with Micro and Micro's wife and Punisher almost spent time with Micro's wife in another way. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, Cal was waiting for that to come up and how they were going to handle that. And just there's a lot of things that I feel like even though it feels like filler, I think it just gave everything a lot more depth and a lot more content. And, and just you felt for things more so that things meant something when right. somebody died or somebody got killed or you felt happier. Right. And, and I agree with the whole thing about they, they belabored Russo's um, final like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. But I think part of it also was you can make this you can make the same. Um, you could make the same thing for Madani. But um, when you look at Madani, you couldn't tell if she was going to be pro Punisher or she's just about but, getting justice, so, right. you know. But that's fine for her part because she is an agent that's supposed to be getting justice, like you know what I mean, like you know, regular justice, not just wait. That makes more sense. So I was fine with her, and but like, um, but there were parts of Madonna's story again that just felt drawn out as well. You know, I mean, I liked her. I liked her. I love her mom. I, yeah, I, her mom's I, got a great I, voice. That, that woman's voice. She's got just, a great voice. Yeah, I forget. I forget her name offhand, but I, I love her every time I see her. She yes, absolutely. Well, her I, voice, I know. I know. Ralph loves her voice. <laughs> I can listen to her read the dictionary all day. We should call her up and ask her to do that. Not that I have her number on, but you know, <laughs> if anybody has her number, please <laughs> email me at m twenty two. MFG. What's the actress's name? Um, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but she she she's done a lot of voice work and other things as well. So I know that. I know she's very popular. Well, she was uh, she was the Doctor Rao in um, X Men. That's what it was, yes, yeah. after a while. And she's very good on The Expanse right now. On, on oh, sci-fi. Is that what she is? Yeah. Oh, okay. You like cool. that show? Uh, they haven't canceled yet? No, they have not. <laughs> and they better not. You are the kiss of death of shows, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Arrow and Flash are still around. And if you don't, I don't think you like those shows as much as you like some other shows. You don't Black, seem to like them enough. Black Lightning is, is currently still working, so that's all right. <laughs> Supergirl came wait, back. Wait till, wait till we talk about Black Lightning. Her name, that is, one. Her name is Shorey Agatha. She's great. I love her voice. But you were saying. No, he made his point. (laughs) I made my point. Okay, I'm sorry. No, Um, but um, to kind of piggyback off of what you guys just said, um, I do agree. A lot of the things that happened did give it much content, like the cap set. And I also do agree with MFG, where it's like the 
Wilson thing alone did feel to me forced because I saw the point they were trying to make. It's kind of like put Frank Castle in a good light and have someone be an extreme case where they're just disoriented in their beliefs to the point where they act out, you know, in a malicious manner. However, it's really, you know, that whole Billy Russo thing where you had to wait till later, I think played itself out in a good way because of his his, uh, relationship with Madani. So even that was when he was, you know, engaging with her, you still didn't know whether, you know, it added to the to the mystery. You right. knew eventually, if you're a reader, you knew, okay, eventually right. this guy's going to reveal itself. Which, but, I, which I didn't, by the way. I didn't know Billy Russo was, oh, um, was but, Jigsaw. I, just, oh, I know but, Jigsaw. I don't know. Right. But, for, for those of you that don't know, Jigsaw is not a puzzle kind of guy. They just call him like a... He's not like the Riddler? He's not. <laughs> he doesn't leave a jigsaw piece at every crime scene? No, his face leaves a jigsaw <laughs> it was, piece. It was but, so but, misleading. No, but now the thing is, like, as much as I, like I said, I, I liked, as much as I liked the, uh, the last two episodes really a lot, I mean, I thought they, they moved really well, the action was good, um, they were very tense and whatnot. Based off of all the information that we've had on The Punisher, again, we're just talking the series, okay. not talking about comics or anything like that. Right. Um, I did not like the way they handled Billy Russo eventually becoming Jigsaw because of course like just like with um, Luke Cage we don't see the quote-unquote you know new adversary you know as he, he becomes who he's going to become we just know that Russo is alive and that's the problem I had it's not that they had to kill Russo it's just that they should have ended it differently meaning that the Punisher should have killed Russo he actively did not kill Russo he, he makes that big speech about how I'm not going to kill you and I'm like you've killed everybody else involved with your family this literally makes no sense I think they should have had him, they should have had him, like, for instance, maybe the cops showed up, interfered to the point that Russo was able to get away badly damaged, and of course will become Jigsaw. I just, it just didn't work for me as an, uh, as a resolution off of the Punisher that we had. Okay, no, no, yeah. I hear you, I hear you. The Cap and I were having a similar conversation as I walked in, and oh, yeah? that oh, scene that's was funny. playing. And I was doing a little review, because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the last four episodes oh. of life for me. You, you know how it is with old guys. Yeah, I know Wow, the guy with the receding hairline further back than mine? Go ahead, Kev. Hey, at least I still can remember that. Yeah, I you have can one. salute me in the middle of your fucking head. Yes, sir. Kev, <laughs> you are the span of Stephen A. Smith. Stop it. Stop it. I don't think the geeks on this, uh, um, our audience, knows who Stephen A. Smith is. Anyway, go ahead. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, no, we were having the conversation about how I didn't appreciate that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, it did. You, you say it didn't make sense. I feel that. Because this is the one person that he sought and was told to go see this man can help you. This man can, you know, be of aid to you. And how the flashbacks showed how intimate they were, you know, in their time in the war. It led me to believe where it's plausible. Where it's like, you know what? The one person you would give a pass is this guy. Because you, you already took out uh, one eye. You know, you already right, beat the crap out of him. The thing is, he's taken out everybody involved. Like, to the point that, like... I can't imagine a guy as on edge, trigger finger, always in action, just crazed Frank Castle going, yeah, I get, we were tight and you betrayed me. Ultimately, I know there's not going to be a path. That's the guy that he's really like, that's the guy but then he's going to the flashbacks serve their purpose. I mean, it's to show how much that's going to hurt him. In other words, it's that, that I've been hurt this deep. That would actually explain the extreme rage. In fact, you know, whereas the others were just simple, like, I, you know, he killed them coldly. He was just like, eh, I killed you. I shot you from another state. You know what I mean? Like, kind of a thing. Great whereas, intro scene, Whereas him, way. he's just like, I'm going to destroy you hand by hand. That's why I'm saying that 
it should have been that he couldn't kill Rousseau, meaning that like say there was an interference because that should have been like. Oh, and again, I'm well, just making up a. You're missing the obvious that the reason he didn't kill him is because he wants him to suffer more. Well, he's no, he states that. But it seems out of character for everything right, he's done. What I'm saying is that like instead of the speech, because he gave a speech literally saying, "I'm not going to kill you." Um, I'm, you know, because Rousseau was always beautiful. You know, he was like, you know, I'm going to make, mess up your face so that every time you look in the mirror, you're going to remember me. That speech should have been to me something along the line of, you know, the uh, something along this line of like the others I killed from afar. I shot them here. I shot them there. I blew them up there. You, I'm killing with my bare hands. Did he shoot on like, my boat? You, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the speech that should have been because that's the one that you'd have been the angriest at out of all of them. And then, then something interfered that he couldn't finish the act. That for me would, would have been I, much better. I agree. Just I, for me, I agree. And to the F to the G, he's right. I mean, because of the part, because you build to this climax to have a to have a morality um, change of heart at the end, where yeah. you have the guy who was your closest and betrayed you the most. I agree with Mike, though. I see what you guys are saying, and I I agree with that too. It's like, well, you know, you know, he, he found another, he he found another way to make him suffer. But the only way Punisher knows how to make this guy suffer is by killing them. And also, what if the guy died from his wounds? I mean, let I me. Mean, he was bleeding badly. What if he died Left from his wounds? Left him to die. No, but what I'm saying is, but what if he died from his wounds? Then he really wouldn't be suffering at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you you had no guarantee that you're going to get this revenge that you you're saying you're getting. Uh-oh. But killing him, that would have done it. He yeah. he read the script. So he knew oh that God! He, <laughs> he, he wasn't going to die. See, because I just think in the in the interest of plot building, it served its purpose, and it also takes the light off differentiating him from uh, Wilson because it's like you're no better than him if you just take him out. Yeah, but he's killed every... I mean, remember, that's the whole point of why he's in New York. He is... We're not... He didn't kill a lot. He didn't kill most. Killed he's everybody. killed every single person involved that he knew of. And then even when he finds out there's more people involved, what did he do? Kill he killed all. every single one but one. Makes no sense at all. Especially, like I said... It's that it was his choice not to do it. It's know? poetic. To uh, let, let me slightly shift gears for a second. Okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, those Toretto's are disappointing. Wow. <laughs> that, that, gear, that gear shift was as good as all your other impressions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, shut up. Before, shut up before your freaking Rick Graham becomes Morgan Freeman again. <laughs> Trying oh, to add black to the fucking wall. I was driving this day. <laughs> see, that was pretty good right there. <laughs> let me ask you this. How did you feel about Karen Page's insertion into the... I know you don't like that. That's why I threw it out there. How do you feel about Karen Page's insertion into the into this before, series? Before Just fuck her and get it over with. Before I answer the question, why don't you like Karen Page being in this? Karen Page, because she shows up. Everywhere she shows up, she becomes like, she's not, she's a mutant, evidently. Remember, she showed up. When, when, they, when we first meet her, she's in trouble. Uh-huh. And, she, and they said, like, you know, she's like, I wish I could repay you in some way. She brings them, I think, food or something at the end. And then she starts looking at their books. She was not a bookkeeper and she or anything like that. She suddenly became their bookkeeper. Then she was Wasn't the, she their secretary? No, 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 no. She, she was their case. She was their case, and she, no, she was their case, back. and then she was but paying she, them back by doing free office work, right? And bookkeeping and stuff like that, right? She went from I forget, she wasn't involved in that. I forget what she did, but I that wasn't her she job. She did a multitude of things. I mean, she was like right. the receptionist, and no, she, no. What I'm saying is, I'm before, before they before okay, Foggy and, and Daredevil. Oh, gotcha, right. gotcha, like gotcha, my whole gotcha. point is, her mutant ability is that every time she shows up somewhere, she can do that job. She's a switch So then she was doing that. Then she was giving legal advice, which I don't like. Okay, evidently you don't need law school for that. Then suddenly she's. Um, like, oh, I can be, I can report on that. They made her star reporter because she has um, Ben. Uh, um, not Kingsley. Uh, ben Urwick's 
Not not just she made an article. They gave him her office. There's people that have been working there for years that have not been moved up to top journalists, and she had one story to write. You know, um, then there's just things like that. So that when she showed up at the CIA, I'm just like, you guys better not keep her there long. She will be <laughs> she will be director before she gets Swiss. out of that office. Johnny will be fired at noon. You know Swiss Army redhead. Swiss Army redhead. Is? She is hot. Uh, sorry, <laughs> she's okay. I like her. She is. She's pretty, but not my cup of tea. She's Darwin, but Dar- for jobs. She's, she's the Darwin. She's the, she she's adapts, the Darwin of temp agents. She adapts to the job. That's right. So obviously, Mike wasn't a big fan of Ka- uh, Karen Page. What about you, Ralph and Kev? Jessica. Oh, you just think about True Blood when you see her, huh? Oh, is that what she's oh, yeah, that's that's, that's, how, that's how I knew her. Oh my oh, goodness, okay. loved her in True Blood. Bad. You have she like residual hot hotness oh, for her. That's what I, I do. So bad. Oh, oh. It's hard. I can't wait to just. A lot hey, of G, topless. G, hey, G, there's an episode you really should listen to. G knows. <laughs> G knows. If anything, G knows who I'm like, because oh, she does the same thing for certain guys. That's okay. In but, True Blood, she's the eternal virgin. Because like, she she gets yeah. turned. <laughs> she gets turned before. No, that wasn't what made her hot, though. Dude. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Please, let's separate those two ideas. All right. <laughs> um, please. I thought. Virgin, separate. I like what you did there. Okay. <laughs> I get one inadvertently. Go ahead, Prof. Don't poke holes into his theory. Oh. <laughs> the insertion of things. Oh, God. Oh, go ahead. Come on. I honestly didn't really see... Come on, point. Ralph. <laughs> I didn't see the point of her being in this series. Yeah. That's why what? I asked the question because... It's like, I know they use one character in each series to kind of tie him into well, the rest. Well, she is related to, I mean, remember from the her introduction, I mean, his introduction, she is the only one he talks to. I mean, I do understand why she showed up, you know. You couldn't bring back Night Nurse? No, well, no, I was mad that Claire wasn't there. You watch your mouth and speak no, oh, clearly okay, okay. about Claire. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Now, how many people? Rosario the, Dawson the, is my the, goddess. The very first time that he got really messed up with you know and had to go back with micro didn't everyone just go oh this is how they're going to introduce claire yeah I thought like, so. it, it just it made, made sense it made sense it made i sense. mean and again she didn't have to have a starring role i mean it's just that she's it's the only show she hasn't been in so i'm like oh well this is where they're going to get claire because he's going to just get so messed up you know so well, i was i was actually disappointed with that that actually just kind of brought me i was like oh the thing in specific though that made it uh relevant for Karen Page to be in is because he needed information. Claire yep. stitches you up. Right. But Karen gets you information. Oh, they could have had both. I'm just saying that, like, I was surprised they didn't have Rosario Dawson. They should have. The they could have been in yeah. one. Although you know? I did appreciate the fact that they uh, had uh, Curtis on there because it really it tied him in into his background into how they served, and it gave that story uh, he told about how Curtis saved his life and and he owes right. his leg much more significant, yeah. being that he was there to patch him up earlier after they went to go see uh, the guy in. Uh, what was that state? The guy that put the arrow in him, and then they took oh, down the oh. team. Oh, I don't remember. Bunker, oh. book, bunker, book, something with a B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> that, we, we, we covered everything other than that one part. We were all like, dead air. Yeah, dead I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. How many people just knew he was going to get beaten with his leg at some point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. that was coming at some point. I'm like, no, someone's going to beat you with that leg, man. That's because you're <laughs> fucking evil and you think about thoughts like that. Like, I would beat him with his leg if he pissed me off. Ooh. You know, I thought he was going to take him down. Like, he was going to take down the kid before. Yeah. But then just to see that the kid reversed it on him and he's like beating him with his leg. I'm like, oh, damn. That's dignity. an MFG move right there. <laughs> the dignity, man. Real quick sidebar. If MFG were a wrestler, that'd be his total heel move right <laughs> take, there. Well, take 
well, if the you're, foot beat him with oh, what, If you're no. going to wrestle me with a bad leg, yes, I'm going to do it. No. I'd reach into the audience and grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your prosthetic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I would be um, a rocket from a Guardian. I need that leg. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll do a Solomon Grundy from Gotham. Just oh, my be, God. Rip oh, off, rip the, off arm the arm. And be, <laughs> let me ask you this question, guys. Um, favorite episode? Because uh, some people say the first, some people say like one of the last two. Yeah, I mean, I really, I can't think. I was, it's one of the last two. I don't know which one I would say is my favorite, but that for me, they were. I just thought they were really well done. The last two episodes, right? Kept. Favorite episode was the building episode when he uh, has to rescue Karen Page and everybody from um, the Wilson kid. Okay. Oh nice. yeah, because it was just, it's like, damn, how the fuck is he gonna get out of it yeah. now? Yeah, that damn. was pretty good. I can't yeah, lie. Now, yeah. shit, he he has nowhere to go, and every. Right. Every turn, and then the multiple vantage points mm-hmm. of everybody's uh, telling. The funniest one being the the, the what was it? The, the senator. senator. Yeah. Oh God! Oh, he just came in and started shooting everybody. <laughs> they both were working together. He went over there, and I said, and, "I'll go help." <laughs> and luckily, I pushed her out of the way. He was the J. Jonah Jameson of the Senate. <laughs> I was like, "These are menace." <laughs> That's my favorite episode, but my favorite scene definitely is the one where uh, they all get lured into where Micro is, and he. He just goes berserk. Oh, well, that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. Ralph, your favorite episode? Uh, I would have to agree with Mr. Kev here that that is my favorite episode. I felt like that one had... Was it the same director on that episode? Because I don't know. Because there's a lot seemed, of different directors. Style, like, t- like tone-wise and, and style? Yeah, the style. Because I, I have a... I would say an affinity for that storytelling where you start at the end and then you come back and tell what happens. You, you like things not sequential or linear. Yeah. You like things like, like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I uh, guess, yeah. But I like it when you know, because Pulp Fiction's a little bit iffy where you don't know where the star well, is. Well, it's all jumbled. Yeah. It's all jumbled for Dude, Pulp Fiction. real quick, if you applied that to your sex life, you'd always get a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you mean happy ending like happy ending? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Happy ending. You know what happy ending is? What, when you go to the massage places? Yeah. Dude, it's always a happy ending if he tells it. <laughs> Especially how he wants to talk. <laughs> oh, Shit. goodness. Is there any... I mean, I want to quick fire one or two things real quick before we get to renaming and ratings. Um, how do we feel about um, Micro's family? Too much? Not enough. Properly balanced. Uh, properly balanced? Slightly too much, but not that it bothered me. I think it was a little excessive with the brother hitting his sister. Okay. Listen. I mean, he, he could have like you know pushed her or something instead of like sl- like he bitch slapped her. He said, "Bitch, <laughs> Just I'm you. the man now. It's my house." <laughs> That's in the director's cut version, but nonetheless, <laughs> the, the, the idea was there. The you don't step version. up to me. <laughs> Shit. And he just peed on her. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And two gongs in a shell. Wow. Didn't think we'd get there. Is that a new personal best friend? (laughs) Um, Madani's partner's death. Saw it coming or wasn't sure? Saw it coming. They saw it coming. I didn't think it would be uh, Russo Russo to do it. Agree. Saw it coming, but the fact that Billy did it. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed that he did it. And I know that, you know, you still need that tension, but I'm like, I, I would have preferred she, that she found out then. No. I, 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 just for me, I don't know it why. Made, I just, it I, made him baiting her so much more eerie. No, I, no, yeah, no, well, no again, and again, I'm not here talking about from a storytelling point of view, like I would normally point out. It's just for me, it's just because, again, the story was just going so long. I just wanted that to be out by this point. 
You know, so for me, I just wanted that for like just let's See, move the story along. <laughs> MFG you know? was watching, pacing in his house. Like, are we up already? Yeah, seriously, I <laughs> was already. I'm like, I'm like the white rabbit. That, relate, relate, come on, relate. <laughs> he's um, he's, uh, he's managing the stop clock at the forty <laughs> at the combine. What's what's the more awkward moment? Watching Karen Page and, and Frank together, or watching um, Frank and Micro's wife together? Ooh. Yeah, there was a lot of sexual tension there. It's like, but she, was it? But which she one was more wants awkward? him. She wants him. Who? Wait, but what she are we talking her. about? Uh, Pronouns, pal. Right. Okay. Michael's wife wants. She wants to fuck out of. Get. She wants to fuck Pete. She wants to just like have Pete him Castiglione, him. baby. <laughs> and and he's like lost member of Jersey Shore. She's, she's like, like, she's I'm, like, I'm like come over here. She's like, come over here. Pete, come stick it to me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost that episode with the whole freaking with, with the wine and all that shit. Yeah. I'm I, I'm sitting there, I'm just so uncomfortable. Like, oh, this just doesn't feel. And he and the mic was watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come but, on, but Frank. Is, though, like, if he just had like a like if Frank had like an earpiece though, could you just imagine like Mike would just be like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right, Frank. So that's is this right. a cuckold situation? <laughs> that's all right. I'm comfortable here now. Yeah, a little bit more to the left. I, I thought it was kind of funny. It was like. Rosé, huh? I might have to buy a case of this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're not gruff anymore. <laughs> Is Punisher going to make it rain on it? <laughs> um, anything else you want to add before we go to ratings and change and um, renaming the film? I Series. do want to add that I am, that there's one thing I did, like, it got me mad a little bit. and it's What, what got you mad? It's this unresolved sexual tension between Karen and Frank. Because Karen's promised, not promised, but it's pre, she's, she's pretty much a She's still a perpetual virgin. <laughs> her, her character's carried over. Oh, okay. So she's she's, she's still carrying a torch for uh, Matt. Matt, yeah. Matt Murdock. Who's, who's just like, she is? I'm fucking everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize. He's in China somewhere fucking Electra. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, he's in a, he's, he's in a he's, nunnery. He's in a nunnery. Uh, fucking unconscious. nobody, well. Maybe I a mean, priest or two. They're not. Damn. <laughs> gong. That's a, <laughs> three gongs. I think we've hit the record. How is that a gong? I didn't say they brought a 14-year-old. <laughs> oh. And Mike just went for that one on purpose. <laughs> the cherry on top. Well, there's no cherries in that shit. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> oh. It, 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 it's, it's all dirty wagon wheels and fucking hot dogs. This episode's name is Deeper Gong Record. <laughs> Deeper Kong, move it along. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Episode 119. I think we had a lot gong of tension. The goes deep. <laughs> the gong goes deep. <laughs> so that was your only issue. That's my only issue. I mean, obviously, you know, there, there are things to nitpick, you know, with the Wilson story taking a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the I do like the involvement of... Um, one eye and and his, his oh, he bosses. Was good. He's nice and creepy. Mm. Yeah, he was nice and creepy, he just was. like you like your villains. <laughs> the flashbacks really hit home. They were... well, they weren't too long. They weren't. I mean, as much as I love the TV show, they weren't like Arrow season three through five. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I can't take. It. I mean, this season to go off the topic um, quickly. Like this season, if you notice Arrow, there's almost no flashback. They said they wouldn't be. Because, because, well, he's caught That's up. That's it. It's well, over. He's caught yeah. up. It's five years of flash, but we're like, we're, we're good. You know? Yeah. Thank anyway. God we're good. Yeah. No, but they fit, you know, they fit their, you yeah. know, they, they were, like you said, they were short. They served a purpose. They kind of filled in the blank. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really appreciated being that it picked up from Daredevil season two. And, you know, that first episode, how crazy it was. And it showed you the first 10 minutes of basically him tying the knot on things. Mm-hmm. And I like also that even though he did tie the knot, 
there were still questions being unanswered about, you know, the origin and, you know, the fact that you, like Ralph had mentioned earlier, you didn't have to go and do a whole episodic intro. It picked up from where this story is and it filled in the gaps adequately. So I think it made it, even though there was some, you know, veering off, it made the transition smoother. Right. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, Mike, go ahead. No, it was something that you were just mentioning, and I went right out of my head the moment I... <laughs> the minute I opened my mouth? <laughs> ah, typical. <laughs> so, Rob, anything you want to add before we go to um, renaming and ratings? Uh, nah, I think I've said all that I wanted to say. All right, so let's go for it. Renaming the series, I'll go first. If we had to rename the series, I'd call it Punisher PTSD, which stands for Punisher Takes Shit Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, if I were going to rename it, i say it's Punisher, a Pete story. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike? Well, after the way he tied a poor uh, micro and that just made him suffer, I just called it uh, Marvel's Fifty Shades of Micro Penis. <laughs> <laughs> that, which took all 30 seconds. I think I was cleaning the house um, and, and I was re-watching that episode and I was like, damn, I'm not even done cleaning the TV. He's already done. <laughs> Michael's done with his wife. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Excitement happens. 30 uh, seconds. Kev? Frank and Karen, a tale of adolescent pubescent sexual frustration. Oh, that just sounds gross. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. So let's go to ratings before I got to dwell on that on that renaming. <laughs> all right. Ratings for the Punisher series on Netflix. Ralph? I gave the Punisher eight hammers to the head. Sledgehammers, that is. Ooh. Out of ten. All right. I'm going to give it eight and a half exploding severed heads out of ten. Ooh. Mike? I give it seven and a half. When you look at your ugly, mangled face, you're going to remember what you did out of ten. <laughs> and Kev. Six claws, six claws. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I give it a nine out of ten. Uh, wait, we always do. We incorporate the gimmick here. So I give it a nine out of ten uh, vested skulls. Hey, <laughs> All right. So there you got it. Punisher. I mean, if you're if you got through it without wincing and twitching, you did pretty good. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Bring up Chick-fil-A. Should I even do it? Geeks on the go. Now with us, Harris. For those who don't know what we're referring to, which is everybody who's listening, <laughs> we had to do Geeks on the go. We queued everything. Ralph's the guy who's got to press the button. And then after the commercial finishes, there's a lot of buttons over here, man. You do realize you're describing something that is a non-event to the listeners, right? Fuck it. I mean. <laughs> it's my podcast. It's real. It happened. <laughs> all right. All right. According to them. Stop it. All right. <laughs> Guys, you know, you all know the segment. I give quick questions and they give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute. I made sure to make the questions shorter, but I know the last question is going to make things even longer. I can't wait to see what goes on. Are we ready? All right. Ready? 
Ready. All right, ready, set, go. Which comic book comeback will be more successful? Jean Grey, Fantastic Four, or Wolverine? Kev. Wolverine, just because the other two by default, they never go anywhere in any form. All right, Mike. Fantastic Four, because once Jean Grey has sex, no one will care about her return, especially if the sex is with Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph? I want to say Wolverine, because he's been more in the mainstream, so people are going to like him. It'll be better. Okay. Which Justice League member would could die forever, and the team would be only better for it? Ralph. Batman? Wow. How dare you? <laughs> Mike? I would say Aquaman. All of them, especially Cyborg. He said especially Cyborg? Especially Cyborg. <laughs> um, and what did you say, Ralph? He said Aquaman. All right. Kev? Um, we've seen how they operated with without Flash, so I don't think that's for the better. Wow. I unfortunately would have to say Aquaman. All right, and last one. Time is up. We need to get to the long question. Not even close. (laughs) All right. Last question. Predict what the person to your left would say if they liked Black Panther and tell me the prediction in their voice. Kev. Well, I enjoyed pa- Black Panther because six claws, six claws, six claws. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Ralph. Well, I have to say, you know, Black Panther was actually quite good. You know, I, I, I quite enjoyed all the explosions and the story was d- quite well done and you know I- i'm just gonna keep talking and talking and talking and tell you like, a whole bunch of other stuff that's gonna happen and why i enjoyed it but 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 wait wait i didn't like this one thing and therefore the movie is five out of ten yeah. <laughs> well done mike Yo, Doc, you gotta see this shit. It was hotter than Jack Bauer banging Batman. And I'm talking Batman forever, Batman. <laughs> that six <laughs> All I gotta say is sometimes you gotta laugh at yourselves. <laughs> Well done by all parties. Well done. This is the one podcast I wish we had video for. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Because it wasn't only the voice. It was the the, the, the getting into character. (laughs) All right. So let's let's go for it. Any shout outs? Do you have any shout outs, Ralph? Um, I'd like to shout out Big Kev coming on the show. Thank you, sir. After a long hiatus. Yes. I'm I'm glad that Jen let you out. Damn it. You took my joke. It's always good to see you. And I, I'm not the only Dominican on the show now, so it's, there you go. <laughs> we we outnumber you. This is where we turn into cholos. What's up now? What's up? What those locals forever? Oh, that's Mexicans. All right. Wow. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, you know, it's funny because... Right now, Trump's going to build a wall in the Bronx. He's going to get shot down. <laughs> what's funny is... Um, well, who's he going to hire to build the wall? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> there you go. We're going to steal the supplies. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted Ralph to download a song so when Kevin came out, we would sing a, a paraphrased version of Straight Outta Compton and we call Straight Outta Cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> I have the lyrics and everything, but I ain't going to do it. Oh, I'll wait for the next God. time. Straight Outta Cornfield. <laughs> Motherfucking name is Jen's boyfriend. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you knew you were going to have to get I thought that. your maliciousness only went so far. <laughs> I'm glad to see I was wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, any shout outs? Uh, to all the usual folks there. Ruben, whoever's listening. Uh, 
Uh, let's see, Jamal. Hopefully, you're still listening to us. Are you alive, Jamal? We Can we get a pulse? We don't know if he's alive. Yeah. Uh, still to my uh, guys, my nieces. Cold. Yeah, my nieces. Whether or not both of them are listening to it, but Cheryl, if you're listening, I'm still waiting. Still waiting for some information. And and, <laughs> and a shout out to Aaron who claims to be listening to our episodes or at least parts of our episodes, but I don't think it's ever the end. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's let's get something straight. Just so people are like, is this like deja vu? I feel like I hear the same thing over again. Aaron is one of our listeners who never gets to the end. This is why I can say this confidently, and she won't get to me until December. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Because, I, because I'll mention something at the end, and we know I've mentioned multiple code words and passwords and all this stuff, and she still hasn't got to some of them. Meanwhile, I've got people texting me that shit. People walking up to me, slapping me on my back and going, yo, corn fed. Why what are you talking about? Yeah, that was the word from last week. Oh, shit, that's right. But Aaron will never get to it. So it's yep. funny. You say this, Mike, and I'm like, but why are we surprised? Eh, there's a what <laughs> we, we, we are good friends where we don't give up on Aaron. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and I guess that's it. That's it. Okay. Fuck her, I had shout outs. I, I, I'm good. Oh, that's it for me. Shout outs. Ask asking you next. Okay. Shout outs. Shout, well, shout out to you three for having me back on. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm not, if it were up to me, I'd be on whenever I please, which is whenever you guys allow me. Well, you're on this time due to a two to three success. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Shout out to Johannes. The cap was the one who voted against you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know, we know that's not it. <laughs> shout out to Johannes. What? Shout out to Johannes, um, the most gangster Swedish guy I know. He listens yeah. to more fucking hip hop. I'm like, yo, oh my God, he's were badass. You, were you born in the Bronx? <laughs> oh, Johannes, shout out to your music selection. Now that the cap brings it up, because Word. I've been impressed with some of the, what you've been posting on IG. I'm like, wow, that's some pretty uh, broad ears there, buddy. That's what I'm saying. It's from the Bronx of Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the tag that he, he uh, the post he tagged us in in Facebook? Yes. With the Semla, whatever it is? Yes. Yeah, yeah the Semla. I was waiting for you to write something. That's why I didn't say anything. Have you, have you gotten any Semla yet? No. What are you waiting on? I don't know where to get it. Go to Fika. F-I-K-A. It's the name of a store. They're all over Manhattan. Except for all over Manhattan, not the Bronx. That sounds like a disease. I was all over Manhattan, south of 96th Street. You're not going to find it in 180th because, you know. Unless they make it with platanos, they ain't gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Might taste better. Might taste better. Um, shout out to Joe the intern. Oh, Joe. Uh, by the time he gets this, it will be the wedding will be done. Go ahead. Damn. Wow. Look, he's telling me he's behind. He's behind. He said so. Oh, oh, he's slacking on his work. Well, huh? he's, he's he's jumping from pod, he's a podcast whore. He's like going from like one set of podcasts to another set. So but he's, he's only the intern for one. <laughs> yeah, one would think. Well, that's why he's not getting any increase past intern. That's why he's not. That's why he's not getting. We're paid. diminishing his slices. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, shout out to your nieces who have become listeners. If I have that correct, one of them. Okay, well, shout yeah. out to them. One and, of them. Oh, shout. Uh, one of them is uh, Cheryl's and Marines. Shout out for to, I'm sorry, the Air Force. I'm sorry about that, Cheryl. Shout Don't out. get beaten up by the rest of your, your troops. And there goes our endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were the official podcast of the U.S. Air Force. Mike just blew that now. <laughs> now we're not. See what happens when we let you talk too much? Damn it. <laughs> Shout out to her and for her service. Uh, I, me as a citizen, I greatly appreciate her Absolutely. contribution. Um, shout out to G. Who is here but not here? Who's here in spirit? She ain't fucking here. You hear She's her? She's here. She's she, she would chime in. Ralph went for the dragonberry and got his hand slapped. <laughs> <laughs> she's here. You think your microphone's not working? It's just that she's commandeered and she can hear everything you're saying when your phone is not in action. Well, there you go. You've been you've seen that audio jack problem you've been having on your phone? Yeah, that's probably her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. your phone is tapped. <laughs> you've been tapped. Shout out to Riley, who's not here. 
Oh, thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Worst dad ever. No, father <laughs> of the year. Time out. Love my daughter. Don't like her around for a podcast. I got to be honest. Slow clap. Love my daughter. <laughs> Love my daughter. I, I mean, dude, we, you know, half the time we sleep in the same bed because she now she's at that toddler age where she crawls in. So I, I got a lot of her. This is my, this is my geek time. Mm-hmm. My geek time. Yeah, we'll play this back at, uh, you know. We're going to send this recording to ACS. We'll, we'll, we'll play this back for her as she's choosing your retirement home. Ooh. <laughs> Mike, that means you'd have to be alive at that time. What I do you mean? mean? I'll be the one helping her. Mike, Mike's 20 years older than me, bro. 20 years Mike old. is two centuries old. <laughs> I ain't going will, anywhere anytime he, soon. He will never die. He interviewed the vampire. He's the psychological <laughs> He's the psychological of the cycle. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know what I meant. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. One quick shout Go out. Go for it. Um, Shout out to the person that has become my. Nemesis. What's the word? No, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the reason why I get shit bagged all over by my boys, but I couldn't live without her. Shout out to Jen, because this is what my boys will do now. Let me let me bring you in behind the curtain a little bit. So is it Jen's curtain? <laughs> it's my curtain that she uh, now. That's the way it always had, happens. I'm married. Trust me, yeah. I know. So, for those of you who don't know, Jen is a combat enthusiast so she kickboxes she trains for hobby and for practice she can kick my ass <laughs> so your daughter can kick your ass so that's not saying much a lot of the recent posts she's put up you know she looks very sharp she's uh you know improving on her technique so because i have the most asshole friends in the world what do they do <laughs> they tag me oh she can kick your ass <laughs> This is foreplay for you guys. Yo, Kim, don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to you, babe. Continue on your journey of improved combat, and I am in. I am very enjoying. I'm enjoying very much. Sorry, I had a little cap in me. Oh, <laughs> that's the only kind. <laughs> <A> little cap. <laughs> You've been speaking to G, haven't you? <laughs> She's improving, progressing, and she's very motivated, and I'm proud of her improvement. The mm-hmm. only part that is annoying is when my boys think that, oh, she can kick my ass, when in reality, she can kick all y'all's, too. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And definitely, it's good to see her on there doing, she's always kicking or punching something. I'm like, don't you have a son? Don't you hug him? <laughs> well, listen. You want to first... kick and punch her son? No, 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 no. I haven't seen her kicking and punching thing. Don't you have a son? Hey, look, dad of the year here. I know. Aww. I know. Here's a quick message from his daughter. You know, if even though it's only been a month, so much has gone on within that month. Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, yes. Oh, That's my girl. I still love her. <laughs> my shout out's real easy. Shout out goes to G. Shout out goes to Troy. Shout out goes to Joe. Shout out goes to. Uh, oh, shout out to Troy. Shout out to Troy. No doubt. He's he's been dying to get on the show. And he, um, we couldn't put, bring him on for the Star Wars, which he thought he knew a lot. Like you don't know as much as these nerds. Trust me. <laughs> and, and and if you're wondering what the Force is mediocre in him, <laughs> but, but but the Force is strong with him in Game of the Thrones, which Troy already called dibs on. He's doing. Ooh, I want to be on for that. Uh, Troy already called dibs. You're waiting a while. Can we have <laughs> what? I have two more. We can have two. Two more than more than Troy. Well, I, ca- I count as two. So, yeah. Okay, you got Kim counts as two. Okay, but yeah, but Troy's got Game of Thrones on lock. So just let you know. Listen, I- I've seen the series twice. Okay, all right, cool. So of course, shout out to Troy. Shout out to um, Christian, if you're listening, if you got this far. And there was somebody else I was listening, but I can't remember. But, I mean, if you're listening and you haven't told me, thank you for listening. I, we, we really definitely do appreciate it. And once again, leave a like. leave, leave uh, Please press subscribe. Share. Share. 
Could you say it without eating something? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I thought he was giving a shout out to Cher. I was like, oh, she listens? She's a gum cuddler too? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You bash Eva Mendes all over here and you don't have a bash for Cher? Cher is wonderful. Which and she, and version like, of Cher? she's like 70 years old. She's a classic. She's an icon. Yeah, yeah speaking of class, Eva they were in the same class. Just, Eva Mendes <laughs> is popular from the 90s. Oh, that's why. You appreciate your, you and your antiques, huh? <laughs> antiques. She's earned her place, you know? She's earned her, her place. Her place has to get dusted three times a day. Okay. <laughs> this place has to get dusted because we're out of time. So for MFG Mike, the finance guy, Archie Scooter off the tech, and also the reigning defending most um, big Kev. Yeah. <laughs> the cab saying, keep it geeky. And Black Panther, how excited are you? Very. Giggity. Woo.